Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 50 with Father Roderick and Cliff Ravenscraft. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Father Roderick. And we are here this week, neither of us feeling all that great. <laughs> I'm starting to think that we need to come up with a, like a new show title, like Two Sick Guys. <laughs> living living Sickly Weekly. I'm trying to get over the crud.com. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, bet you, I bet you that URL is available. Hey, everybody, we do welcome you back. And of course, Father Roderick and I wanted to make sure that we brought you an episode this week because it is a very special time of year, a time where we want to say Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And of course, I'm going to now... So that was a very horrible transition of turning the music <laughs> down. But hey, you know, that's okay. Sometimes, Sometimes we do that. So uh, and, and I'm sorry that sometimes I'm a little bit distracted because I'm I'm under the weather. I have the flu. I I think I think it's it's getting worse. But I I wanted to be on the show because Cliff last week, as you've been able to uh, to hear, he was there when he was in a much worse condition than I. So I I gotta do my best. You know, I gotta give back to the community as well. <laughs> but sometimes, you know the 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 flu is 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 it's slowing down my brain that's how it feels and so sometimes you hear i'm i'm probably supposed to say something and then it, it just registers a minute later so it's all my fault of course <laughs> no 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 hey we we're here um of course to to share this podcast about uh living a more balanced healthy life and i just think it's funny that uh for the last three weeks either one or both of us has not been feeling all that great but uh We'll, we'll get through. Hey, um, I have a, the first thing I have on here to talk about today, and it's something I should have brought up two weeks ago, but at that time, my, my brain wasn't working. Uh, somebody, one of our listeners, uh, I think uh, her name's Tracy, also known as uh, Simons Walker is her screen mm-hmm. name, uh, sent me a little note about, is Jillian leaving the biggest loser? And uh, I'll read the, I'll read the note here. It says, although I know you changed the format of the show, I thought this might deserve a mention since there's also a change in the wind for The Biggest Loser. Jillian Michaels is leaving The Biggest Loser and season 11 will be her final on the NBA, NBC hit show. She tweeted that she has to finish out her contract and she's done. Uh, she she was a trainer on the show since 2004, only leaving in 2006 and dramatically returning dramatically afterwards she said that her on her twitter account i want to take a year off tv and focus on becoming a mommy and doing more charitable work nbc has already found her replacement they hired two new trainers who will get their debut in season 11 which premieres in january there are also glimpses of them in next week's finale hope to hear uh, hopefully her replacements will be able to fill her butt kicking sneakers. Thanks Tracy <laughs> aka Simon Walker. Simon's Walker. Wow. Oh my. So have you heard about this? No, not at all. I'm actually I'm checking her uh, her Facebook page right now. Uh but I guess that she must have posted this uh, a while ago because it's it's not on the front page of her wall. But I am I'm a bit shocked because for me both Bob and Jillian are the biggest loser. Um, the personalities of the trainers are so important and you get to know them so well. At least you get to know their public persona. I'm not sh- sure if 
if if their private life is anything like what we see on on the Biggest Loser. But I, from listening to her past radio show, I know that Jillian is actually in real life. She's even more personable than she is on the on the Biggest Loser, and and she's she's not playing a role. She's not you know playing theater. Um, and I think that's also why she's so beloved and so popular. Um, and, and she has long-lasting friendships, even with people that were part of the Biggest Loser experience like five years ago, six years ago. She's, she's still in contact because of the personal bond. And I think that as a viewer and as a fan of the series, you kind of feel that same connection, even though, of course, uh, Jillian Michaels has never heard of us. But you, you kind of get attached to these presenters, to these um, – yeah, and so I, I'm, I, I'm, I was surprised as well by a detail in the in the note that she wanted to become a mommy. Yeah, that is for me because I remember that there was a whole controversy last year where she posted in a tweet or on Facebook that she's like, I would, I think she was talking about a friend uh, that was it was pregnant, and she said, I would never put my body through that. And then, of course, people were like, what? How can you say that? It's the most wonderful thing, you know, being a mom. And and uh, and then she basically had to clarify that she was she was afraid of what it would do to her body. And and she didn't see, you know, she, she had nothing against moms and against children, but she was just afraid of the changes that it would the, and the, the, the definitive changes that it would bring to her life. Because she's a very uh, independent woman and very she, – she loves her life. I mean someone who really, uh, I think, masters the art of um, I think a full life. She, she, she's always going full 100% in everything that she does. And, uh, and of course, kids change all that. But, uh, but I, in a way, I'm glad to, to, uh, to read that because I think she would be a great mom, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, just judging by what I know from her, you know, public persona on television and then also on uh, the, um, you know, on, on the radio show that I had heard, I, I think that she has the right mindset to be a mom. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing, you know, somebody in her position say, you know what, I need to take some time off. I, I, I want to yeah. take some time off and I want to devote my, my life to something different for a little while. According to Laura in the chat room, um, uh, she wants to adopt. So she she doesn't want to have the pregnancy herself, but she she wants to adopt a child. So, huh, interesting. Well, that's noble and, and as well. To her to her post, uh, she had seventeen hundred thirteen comments on Facebook. <laughs> Just to show you how much the community kind of feels a connection with with Jillian Michael. Wow. But uh, yeah, I I think you know. Perhaps it's a good, a good, a good thing that she leaves the show. And I think uh, when when I listen to that note, apparently Bob is also leaving the show, right? The both of them are leaving, and we get two new trainers. Oh, I didn't hear um, anything about Bob. I just I just saw that they are bringing in two new trainers. But um, so well, you- that that kind of tells me that that both Bob and Jillian would leave, and I think that that would be a good thing because they're so connected uh, as as a a pair not that they're you know romantically involved or anything but um i mean if you see bob and then jillian wouldn't be there i think it would be grating for a lot of a lot of uh, viewers there's like i I think it's better to start again and and just bring in two completely new people 
rather than in moving on, uh, keep, keeping doing the show with just Bob and then some other person, because then it would be so difficult to match the expectations of the of the audience. Yeah, I, I could I could I could see that when when you first said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, that that would be awful. But uh, you know, because you know, obviously, American Idol made it without Paula. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not surprisingly, but, uh, but I really, I, the thing is though, is, is of course, you know, I, I wasn't a huge American Idol fan anyway. I mean, I watched some of the, like one or two seasons, but, uh, but you know, it, it's, it's hard to imagine, you know, American Idol without Simon Cowell and, yeah. and I'm wondering how long that will last, but you never know. You never know. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's part of television. It's the people are getting older, and I think for for both for Bob and Jillian, it's probably this is a good moment to leave because the show is doing extremely well. So they're leaving on a high note. Uh, it's not like oh, people don't want them anymore. And so, but I think for their personal career, it's probably the best moment to uh, to just you know change. And it's not that they need the money anymore. So I think they're doing pretty well, and they will continue to do very well. Absolutely. And for the show, it could actually be good to uh, to have a change of pace and a different, you know, a different personalities. I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, The Biggest Loser Australia with totally different uh, trainers, very different characters. They don't resemble Bob and Jillian at all. And I remember in the first season, they brought in Bob and Jillian because they were afraid that the form- format wouldn't work without them. And so Bob and Jillian, while they are film. While they were filming, I think, season four or five of The Biggest Loser, there was this hiatus in between, I don't know, when the contestants go home. And then Bob and Jillian, in the meantime, flew to Australia to record a couple of episodes for The Biggest Loser Australia. And then they did great. I mean, but it it was interesting. It was strange to see them in a different context. And after a while, the trainers, the Australian trainers, did so well that... It was almost like, okay, you, you can do this by yourself. We, you know, we're not necessary here. And I think the show is still hugely successful and has very much a, the biggest loser vibe to it, even though it's a totally different show uh, from the American counterpart. So I don't know. It could be good. could be yeah. interesting. I'll yeah. definitely be watching. Yeah, I'll, I, obviously, we still have season 11. It's going to be weird. I, I would assume season 11, it sounds like we're going to have Bob and Jillian plus two new trainers. Oh, okay. Oh, so we're not getting the new trainers right from the ne- at the beginning of the next season. That, it seems to me. It seems to me season eleven is still going to include Bob and Jillian. But I, I, they certainly made a big deal to say that they're bringing in two new trainers for season eleven. Maybe they'll make the transition somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Yeah, so actually, it's it's a, it's a good idea to do it uh, gradually to make sure that you keep your audience because otherwise fans get upset about these changes people don't like change in general yeah and then if two of you know those hugely popular trainers leave the show it could it could be a disaster people might just not uh not even care to to uh to tune into to the new season and whereas now if they are still there they can even hype it up and then it can, can bring them back during the the finale and yeah i think they'll milk it if <laughs> they're smart yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, you know, speaking about change, I, I think I'd like to share a little bit about what's going on in my life. I'm going to pause for just a minute uh, to see if we can reconnect and get a little bit of a better Skype connection here. Yes. And so we're back and uh, this is going to sound so much better. Father Roderick in full audio quality. Yeah, I apologize. I was recording a podcast earlier 
and I was uploading that thing, which is not a good idea if you're using a lot of bandwidth to do Skype connection. <laughs> so glad to be back in full force. There we go. So hey, so uh, you were talking about changes. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Changes. You know, um, last week, you know, I celebrated five years in podcasting and, and was very, you know, you know, obviously it was a, it was a very exciting day. It's a very exciting, uh, you know, celebration of, of five years. But at, at the same time, I was just having a really hard time being excited, being my normal, inspired, motivated self. And um, it got down to it where I finally after it believe it or not it's been it had been two nearly two months almost a full two months since i recorded my last episode of pursuing a balanced life and then i recorded episode 483 and uh, i'm already feeling a lot better than i was uh-huh. when i released this episode I'm, I'm still not back to where i want to be but i'm going to read to you just what i posted as the show notes This is what I wrote. It says, From January through November, the year of 2010 brought forth an amazing number of blessings as it relates to the success of my business pursuits. I never dreamed I'd be sitting here in December of this same year expressing the types of fears and anxieties that I've been dealing with over the past two weeks. In this episode, I share a majority of the heaviest things that have been on my mind and how I've ultimately ended up in the place where I am today, feeling uninspired with a lack of creative thought low on motivation, and a sense of lowered self-confidence. Now, I'm sure that this is just a season of life that has come to pass and that as a result, and it's a result of being sick for a few weeks and the fact that I'm dealing with a lot of changes in my life. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and tell you that I'm on the rebound or that I can sense the momentum moving in the right direction. However, I can tell you that I seem to be at another crossroads in my life's journey and though I thought I had a good feeling about where my where the direction my life was heading, I seem to have the feeling that I'm that I will be wandering once again into the unknown. I only pray that I can rediscover the faith that has brought me this far, and that I can continue to find success in 2011, not only in my business but also in my marriage and parenting as well. So, yeah, hmm. lots of change. Wow, an unexpected change. Lots I mean, of this all came about all of a sudden, and you were definitely on a roll, and everything seemed to have found its rhythm, and then all of a sudden, everything gets messed up in a way. It was. It was like, but, it's like every, yeah. I mean, all the puzzle pieces were fitting perfectly in the pay, place, you know, five years of podcasting, three years of doing this full time, and November seems to be the most successful month ever, and then it's like the entire, just like everything is pulled out from underneath me, underneath me and says, it's time for a change. And, 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 you know, part of it, I mean, obviously I don't, I don't believe God makes people sick. Uh, although I, I, w- I, I mean, I don't want to say what God would or wouldn't do, <laughs> No, but here's the thing. It's, I, I certainly know this, that over the last two and a half weeks, now three weeks, I will tell you, God has been, uh, really, working on my heart and 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 chiseling away at at i guess some more spiritual maturity some growth some areas that needed growth some areas that needed attention some areas that i've lacked to give attention in my life and man is it painful to be to experience all of this all at the same time yeah i'm i'm impressed because it's something that i think a lot of 
uh, listeners will recognize in their own lives as well, where all of a sudden everything gets derailed. But I'm so glad to hear and even impressed that you've been able to give it a swing to to use the situation which objectively at least doesn't seem to be a positive development. You're being ill or losing your virtual assistant and everything just basically getting having no energy, no creative energy anymore. But taking that situation and trying to look for, okay, well, what could be the other side of this? And could this be a phase that actually will help me to well, to think about a lot of these things? And in the future, in the new season, <laughs> the new year, um, perhaps uh, we pick up the pace, but do it in, with everything that I've learned in this phase. Yeah. I think that's the art. The art of living is not to avoid uh, problems or uh, avoid um, uh, anything, uh, you know, misery or things that can go wrong or sickness or illness. But the art of life is taking it as it comes and and integrating it in your life and using it as a time where for we sometimes don't know how we don't know how it's going to work out, but God can work with anything, <laughs> and and we should also have an open mind to any any phase in our lives. It can always. There's always another side to to the to the negativity, as long as you are able to stop and and think about that. And and again, it's all about living on purpose, um, and not just you know taking it as it comes and then complaining about it for five weeks. That's not going to bring you anywhere. And it's always asking yourself, so what could be the meaning of this, or how can I turn this around, or how can how can I let God turn this around? Right. And you know, it, it touches me also because, um, um, well, I'm I'm struck with the flu. I think it is the flu. I'm not sure. I'm in the second day. You know, like on Monday, I I was outside filming for TV all day long. It was cold. It was exhausting. I've been on my feet for 18 hours straight. I've never worked that hard uh, for for a te- for my television show, and then in the evening I felt that I I was getting a fever. I was like, oh no, this is the worst time of the year to get a fever. And yesterday it was mounting, and today I'm feeling even worse. And we are just on on the brink of Christmas. Yeah, and, you know, I am busy during Christmas. Not to mention that right after Christmas, the second day of Christmas, I got to leave to Rotterdam to do a full week of reporting and I will be filming uh, interviews, documentaries, doing presentation all day long. It's stuff that I've never done before, at least not for television. It's going to be exhausting. And I was like, what is going to happen if I'm ill? <laughs> you know, There is a lot of reason to panic because there is no plan B. They don't have a, a backup presenter who can take over. So I basically already know that whatever... Unless I'm, you know, in a hospital, I will have to do that. And um, the the interesting thing is that I, I I told myself yesterday I was like, well, I didn't cause this illness; it just happens, and it's unavoidable in a way because I, you know, I meet so many people, and I know I was doing my groceries the other day in the store, and and people were coughing without, you know, using a, a hang um, uh, without. How do you do? Shield their mouths, you know, yeah. when they're cough. You know, they're just, you know, unpolitely just sneezing and coughing, and they care, clearly didn't care spreading their bacteria in that store. And I, I was like, how can you do that? I might pick it up, and I might fall ill. And then a few days later, I was like, ah, oh, I knew it. That must be that lady in the supermarket that gave me this. 
But then I, I told myself, you know, I, I can't help it. It's just the way it is. And come what may, you know, Christmas, I'm going to try to do it. If I can't do it, I can't do it. I, but it's much more important for me to stay calm and to just sit this out and, and do what's reasonable, do what's prudent also. And then we'll see. Yeah. I'll live. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, that's the key. And, and of course, um, you know, whenever I'm dealing with a lot of changes and stuff like that, there, there are sometimes I just want, you know, I don't want a lot of advice. I don't want a lot of emails saying, oh, the, you know, you should do this, you should do this, and this is what you need and stuff like that. But then there are times when I will reach out to certain people and I'll just say, you know, hey, I, you know, I'm dealing with what this, what do you think? And, and so, you know, I've had a lot of going back and forth with, you know, different various people and, and, um, about different various issues because right? I'm facing yeah. so many different things at once. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I love and, and, I've, and I'm sorry that I can't point out all the people who have said all the various different things, but one person emailed me and says, you know, um, the important thing to understand is that we can't control what happens to us in life. You know, there and, and there's no sense in being anxious or worrying about the, the circumstances that, that happen to us that, that are beyond our control. But what mm-hmm. we always have control over is how we react to it. And, yeah. and, and so, you know what, so many times my re- initial reaction is fear, anxiety, being upset and worrying. And, yeah. and I will say this now, I, I, I certainly, you know, over the last couple of days and weeks, I've, I've had a little bit of fear and, and certainly had a, a you know, a bit of anxiety and worry but at the same time, this is the first time that I that that worry anxiety instead of driving me to come down to the studio and trying to work and and push through and staying up until one or two in the morning, getting my emails caught up, I, I instead of I I let it push me toward prayer and re, and and reflection and asking myself difficult questions about who I am at this point in my life and do I you know is it a bad thing that I'm not the same guy I was you know, you know, six months ago and, 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 you know, what are the things that I want to change about who I am? You know, this is an opportunity opportunity for me to say, you know what? I am sick. I can't go down and work feverishly. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to relax. I'm going to lay in bed for an extra hour and I'm going to just think and I'm going to pray. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you what, um, I've been, I've been dealing with this for at least a week now and, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I haven't worked as many hours, but I've come down and I've just done what I needed to get done. And, and last night within a very reasonable amount of time, I finally, for the first time in December, got to inbox zero. Now I will tell you, I, I answered one email last night that was, uh, from December 9th. And that was somebody who wanted to buy more than a thousand dollars worth of equipment from me. Wow. And, and I, I, I told him back on December 9th, I said, I am extremely ill do you mind if I put this off? I'm not sure, you know, exactly how long it's going to take, but you know, I, 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 I'm going, it's going to take me some time to get back to this. And it was an existing client and stuff. But the fact that I let an email like that for an existing client sit there from December 9th through December 22nd tells me that something's changed in my, my approach to, you know, when I, when, when my body's sick and I, and I did, I took it easier and, and and that alone to me says something about how I'm changing and how I'm trusting God and saying, you know what, maybe I do lose the sale. Maybe maybe I make somebody upset with me because I didn't respond for three weeks or whatever. But you know what, I have to take care of myself physically, and that's what's most important at this moment in time. And I think that is 
that is the the best way to tackle this situation. And um, I'm, yeah, I, I think a lot of us recognize that we often worry about things that we can't change, and uh, because we we like to be in control. And in in situations where we don't have control over our lives, we feel um, very vulnerable and scared. And uh, and that's not so. We 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 try as much as possible to get back in control. And sometimes we can't. We just have to wait, and we have to foster pa- patience and uh, and let it go. And that in itself can be a can be a moment of growth, of spiritual growth and, and personal growth. No, um, in, you know, in November. Um, I had, I, I, you know, I felt very much in control. I, I was on a roll, you know, I, I think I may have shared with you, I've shared with other people, but, uh, you know, um, November, 2010 was the most profitable month of my life. I mean, I, yeah. you know, it, it just, I mean, as far as productivity, things I accomplished and, and so many different things, I felt on top of the world. I felt very confident in who I was, what I was doing. And, and just, I felt like a complete success. And I want to tell you that that you know it, it, there was there was a couple months that were building up to that you know and 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 what I recognized especially you know here I am for the last three weeks all I mean not that I have no confidence in myself but man my self esteem and my self confidence level just just it, it kind of bottomed out just a little bit it flatlined for a little bit and I and in a way I'm like man how full of myself was I. You know, because I remember the early days when I f- I didn't have any success to kind of you know puff me up, you know, and and yeah. and, and I trusted in God and I turned to God on for everything, for my mm-hmm. source of guidance. For I mean, I, I remember when I used to wake up and and I used to do three or four almost daily devotionals every week, and yeah. and stuff like that. Show that you did, uh, or that you still do, right? Daily it, devotional. It, it's called the almost daily devotional, and right now it's probably like <laughs> okay. the the almost yearly devotional. <laughs> but uh but but I remember those days when I really relied on God for everything and as God provided I I started to I don't know if I I don't know if I mentally like you know consciously started you know accepting all the success as as a result of my own efforts and you know discipline and my own my own uh you know abilities but there's definitely what you know this past 2 weeks it's it's got me to the place where it's like wow there used to be a dependence on God, and now recently, I, I I look at my success in November, and I still recognize that God has provided me the gifts and talents and and all the things that that had led to that success. But man, if if I had to mentally go back and think about you know how much credit I was giving God in my own heart, and my own mind about the success, I was, I would say it was it would be next to nothing. It was it was I would I felt as though. The things that I were where I was succeeding and I was accomplishing, I really felt as though they were because of all the hard work and efforts that I have been pouring into it. And, and, and that, there's a part yes, of me that that's not, not. There's a part of me that thinks that that's not horrible, but mm-hmm. there's a part of me that says there needs to be an adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, course correction. Yes. You know, in a way, what you've experienced, I think, is very fitting for the. Time of the year, strangely enough, um, isn't Christmas about the, the the story that is the foundation of Christmas of Mary and Joseph and their child? Isn't that actually the uh, the, the foundation of that story? Is that they are surprised 
by the events in their lives. They don't. They are not in charge. They're very faithful, very open. But um, in a way, God just completely blows away their expectations and 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 uh, and turns their world upside down. Um, and the both of them accept that. Okay, I think we've lost Father Roderick there. I'm going to pause again and see if we can get him back. Okay, so I got Father Roderick back here. Um, go back if you don't mind. You were telling a story about somebody who God just completely blew away their ideas or something. So start from the beginning of that story because we we kind of lost you right at the beginning there. Okay, well, I I think I was trying to say or connect your experience with the the story of Christmas. Oh, did you did you catch that? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, start start there because okay. I, I, now that you say that, now it makes a lot more sense what you were saying. All right. I apologize. It says it, it must be Skype's fault. I think anyway, it's Skype. The, the, the beauty of the, the story of Christmas is that you've got two people, Joseph and Mary, both are young, unexperienced, um, and their life is completely turned upside down. Uh, and, and it's out of their control. The only, the only thing that they did was basically agree with the changes. I mean, it's, uh, the angel telling Mary, like, oh, you're going to be uh, the mother of God. Um, okay. And then Joseph, okay, you're going to be his dad. <laughs> you're going to be God. You're going to be Jesus' father. And <clears throat> the only thing that they did was just completely trust that. And, and uh, they are torn away from home. They are traveling. They have no place to stay. Nobody has uh, a room for them. And so it's pure poverty. And they are completely, um, they have to abandon themselves to God because there's no no other option. And then in the middle of that situation, you get the birth of of Jesus Christ. And so it's for me, it's very strong that in the middle of that complete abandonment in that poverty, where you cannot rely on on your own provisions and your own money and qualities and talents, it's in the middle of that that Jesus is born, that that God is there, and that He kind of leads the way in that situation. Yeah. And and so it's I think it's a, it, it can be a, a very uh rich experience and and something that we will I think experience many times in our lives uh not to mention when we get old and we get sick. I mean as a priest I work with a lot of old people and people that are hospitalized and get cancer and stuff and and it's always the same situation where <clears throat> people have cared for their family all their whole life all of a sudden other people have to take care of them. And that's so difficult, especially if you got, you know, the control freak type of person, which I undoubtedly would also be. In. And so to uh, to abandon yourself to the care of other people, to kind of put your hands, put your life in the hands of God and the people around you, that I think that's an art. It's very difficult. Yeah. But it's something that I think if we master it, if we learn how to do that, it will make our life a lot more peaceful. I mean, Joseph and Mary were... At peace, despite the the harsh conditions and the and the the danger that was there right from the from the get go, but they knew that well they were doing the only thing that they should do, and that is to to uh, put their put their lives in in God's hands. It's His plan. You know the the Bible doesn't. I, I wonder if the Bible doesn't just tell us the full story about their you know the the initial shock and 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 the denial and and the. And the worry and anxiety and, 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 and instead just, you know, shows us this full of faith, you know, ah. <laughs> well, Joseph, Joseph has that moment of, uh, of, of crisis where he's like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move out. I'm just gonna go away. <laughs> 
And so he gets a dream. And then, yeah. you know, af- after that, he's immediately like, okay, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let it. Hey, so in, that- in my chat room over here uh, on gspn.tv slash live, they, uh, they put a, one of our guest uh, posts, um, a, a scripture reference from Deuteronomy uh, chapter eight, verses 17 and 18. And it goes exactly with what, you know, pretty much God has been laying on my heart. And it's funny. It's almost word for word, what God has been speaking to my heart. Uh, and and I hadn't actually come across this scripture in quite some time. And this is what it says. It says, Beware lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. Uh, you shall remember that the Lord your God, you should remember, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to produce wealth. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly well, what God's been laying on my heart. Very true. And sometimes if if everything goes well for a long period of time, you forget that it's all given to you, but that it can also be taken away. Yes. So that's not really yours. I mean, you can manage it. You can take care of it. It's like your family, your kids. Of course, they are your kids. But on the other hand, they have their own individual will. They will have their own future. And you will have to let go at one point and, and trust them. And so there's always this, this limited time during our life that we can take good care of the things that are entrusted to us. And there will also be moments where we have to give that away. And that's good too, because man, I, I, if everything really depended only on us, that would be the most stressful life possible. Yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, th- this is a time where a lot of people are dealing with changes in their lives and, um, you know, I, it is, it's definitely something that's been going on. And, and I am happy to say that unlike when I wrote those original show notes, I am at a place now where I do see a little bit of shift and change. Obviously, um, I, I, I still feel like, you know, there, there still needs to be some, uh, some paradigm shifts in the, in the way that I approach my day to day life. And, and I, and I do, I, I don't know if I want to rediscover the faith that I had prior, but I, I want to rediscover the faith that I need to take me to that next level. And so, um, it, it's, it's almost as though it, it's, it's almost, you know, that there's just more spiritual growth that that is required to of me to get me to the next place where god wants to use me well you know it's when when it's hardest that you grow the most <laughs> think back to bring it back to the biggest loser it's at the ranch when they're fighting for their survival that's where you see the real progress and then when they get back home there is a risk that they become complacent and they give up fighting for it and working on it working on themselves and so these times of change they're good if we embrace it. Yeah. Hey, uh, to give us both just a, a few minutes uh, of uh, break, we do have a three-minute piece of audio feedback. It's a little bit longer than what we usually ask for, but uh, it is some good feedback. It's from Gina, and she talked about, uh, she called a little bit about Black Friday. We were talking about Black Friday before. Yeah. And she also, at the end of her talk about Black Friday, she shares a little bit of her personal journey. So I'm going to play that, and uh, here's what Gina has to say. Hello, Cliff. My name is Gina. I'm calling for the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast, which I know the name has changed and I can't remember. I'm specifically calling to comment on Black Friday. There's a lot about the explanation that was not clear, and there's a little bit more history that was missed. And considering this is an international podcast, I thought it important to call and maybe give a little bit more details. Black Friday specifically makes reference to an accounting term. For most businesses in the U.S. for many, many decades, most uh, commercial stores, businesses, shops, 
would not be in the black, so to speak, in the accounting black, meaning that they had made money for the year until the day or the weekend after Thanksgiving. So it was a term about accounting. They were in the red for most of the year until that weekend. It is tied into Thanksgiving because a lot of families travel to be with their greater families for Thanksgiving. So a lot of them had the day after Thanksgiving off in that weekend and they go out shopping together in preparation for Christmas. That way you could get, find out what your nieces and nephews wanted and then be able to shop on that weekend. So that's how Black Friday got started. So when merchants started noticing this trend, then they specifically started marketing for that specific weekend. Now for a lot of us, it's known as Buy Nothing Day. After the story started happening back in the 80s, people getting trampled over looking for a cabbage patch doll or other things like that, a lot of people decided that really the meaning of Christmas wasn't about that or about showing that side of humanity. And a lot of people have decided that they're going to not, not buy anything on that Friday because they're not into commercialism that much. So that's the other side of the coin. Everything that you've said also about, you know, the sales and the people's behavior. Yes, that's true. I'm one of those people that has chosen that I will not purchase anything on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So I just thought I'd call and clarify that. And on my weight loss journey, you guys have been instrumental. Um, I still have a long way to go. I'm 220 starting and started making a concerted effort this summer, although I gained all my weight while I was very active, riding 15, 20 miles on my bike a day, practicing martial arts, and I still managed to gain over a period of 10 years about 100 pounds, so a little less than that. So I've been on my weight loss journey, and really hearing about you and Father Ravenscraft has been instrumental because you guys bring it to the everyday the real challenges that we all have. So for that, I really depend on you guys and I really appreciate it and hearing everybody else's story. So thank you very much. And I really look forward to all the podcasts. You guys take care and have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, So Black Friday, uh, an accounting term. You know, I've heard that before and I forgot all about that. (laughs) Well, I guess that most people... I've forgotten about it. The only thing that matters to them is all these, all the, the frantic, you know, <laughs> commercialism around it and all the good deals. This, by the way, is an expensive month for a lot of people because they, you know, of course they get their, um, their Christmas, uh, gifts and, um, the, the, the big companies like Amazon and, and the iTunes store, they do so much to keep us in that buying habit all the way until the next year and it's it's risky i mean you can find awesome deals i've been able to get a few uh movies that i was coveting for a long time and and then finally you know it, it gets this massive sale and it's like only two days and i i just crack and it's within my budget that's why i can't and then on itunes uh, on the app store you had a lot of games that were just instead of being six dollars they were all uh, all like 99 cents and then i'm like okay i i save up a little bit to be able to um to get those deals but it has to stop at one point i mean <laughs> yeah. i'll be glad if it's january 1st and i'm no longer tempted <laughs> Yeah, especially with those ninety-nine cent games, because um, there there's not a limit. I mean, there's there's I, I'd say that you probably have at least forty, maybe fifty dollars worth of great games that are ninety-nine 
sense. I mean, yeah. it, so you're you're still you, you might be saving a lot of money per application, but if you don't uh, watch yourself, you'll spend out you know spend forty or fifty bucks you weren't planning on spending anyway. Exactly. And one of the, one of the things that I always ask myself um, before I do any purchase, whether it's something on sale or not, is am I really going to watch this movie slash use this equipment slash play this game? And at one point, you just sometimes you have to realize that, well, I have more movies than I can watch in the rest of the years that are that are left on this planet. You know, <laughs> even if I would watch 10 movies a day, I would not get through it. So does it make sense to get uh, like the 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 full box of 16 seasons of uh, Cheers or, or Friends? Yeah, I'm never going to watch that. And it could be a super bargain, but yes. no, I'm never going to put myself through that. <laughs> exactly exactly hey we have one more piece of uh feedback this one was written and she tried to uh get it in by the voicemail but uh something messed up for her so this comes in from denise she says a little bit about me i'm 46 years old and i've been obese all my adult life uh as of this past friday i weigh 331 pounds the weight has caught up with me in recent years and i'm struggling with a number of health issues it is time to get my life back. I have a support system here, but I do live alone, which can make things tough. Since I'm a geek and spend a lot of time online in the in the evenings, I'm reaching out to the podcast community as a way of putting myself out there, and I'm making myself accountable. Of course, the additional support will be greatly appreciated. The day after Thanksgiving, I started a medically supervised eating plan and so far have lost over 15 pounds. Also, instead of taking a little trip over New Year's, as I usually do like to do, this year I purchased a Street Rider. Uh, they were featured on a recent episode of The Biggest Loser, if you recall. I had been thinking about getting one of these for several months. I, I picked it up, uh, let's see, I picked it up from the bike shop this evening and took it on its first ride. I made it about one third of a mile and ran ran out of gas. Uh, I had a long way to go. My friends, a long way. To, uh, my friends, a long way to go. Uh, but I like the Strider, and I wanted uh, something that gets me outdoors. Hopefully, the winters here in New Jersey won't be too harsh. Again, hope springs eternal. I'm facing a big challenge over the next two days, December twenty first and twenty second. I have the, let's see, I have the time off work and I'm having a Christmas cookie baking marathon according to the recipes. And there are several, (laughs) the final cookie total should be over 500. Oh, good Lord in heaven. Give me the strength. I am planning to freeze a few from, from each recipe to eat another day, but not today. I will report on Thursday to let you know how I did. In closing, thank you for all the hard work you two put into the podcast. I look forward to future correspondence. Many blessings, Denise. So, by the way, I want to let you know, I emailed with Denise yesterday, which was the 22nd. She had uh-huh. just wrapped up her two days of cooking cookies, and she ate zero. Wow. That sounds almost like one of the challenges of, of The Biggest Loser. You know, how many... I didn't participate in the challenge. <laughs> zero <laughs> zero calories from those cookies but anyway congratulations denise and um you know i'm always excited to hear somebody who says listen I- i'm ready to fight to get my life back as dave ramsey would say i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and i love that mentality it's like let's change your life let's change my life right now let's just do it it can be done it can always be done the only thing that, that that i need to do is to just do it and find support and be accountable and 
and it looked like uh, Denise has found uh, that support and uh, and accountability. So, uh, well, we'll be here to uh, support her in that journey, and we hope that uh, our listeners also support us in our attempts to uh, not only beat the winter blues, but uh, but also beat a few more pounds. And uh, I'm cur- I'm currently uh, just in uh, full disclosure. I'm still hovering around uh, 75 kilograms, uh, which is too heavy. Uh, it's 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 not dramatic, but it's I'm not happy with it. I'm, that's 165 pounds, and I want to go back to uh, well around 152. That would be ideal. So I still have some uh, work cut out for me. How are you doing, Cliff? Well, you know the the crazy thing is, and I, I can't believe it, but I forgot to get on the scale this week. Um, if I had to <laughs> guess, though. I'd have to be somewhere either close to the same or I would have had to have dropped uh, another pound or two just because I've been sick. And, and to be honest with yeah. you, I haven't felt like eating a whole lot. So <laughs> neither. <laughs> of, course, of course, when it comes dinner time, it hasn't stopped me from getting seconds. So 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 while maybe my calorie count during the day might be low, the, the dinner count is a little bit up. So if yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't get on the scale this week and it's not because I was afraid to. I just I literally I forgot I've been that messed up in the head. <laughs> But uh, I, w- I would say that I'm, I'm doing okay in that area. Just I, I'm looking forward to feeling better so I can start working out again. Yeah, me too. Me too. I cannot run. I cannot, you know, I can't even stand up without getting a headache right now. So hopefully uh, in the new year, that's where I put my hopes, you know, the month of January. I'll get on that tre- treadmill. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, we want to encourage you to uh to to you know take this time of year to be thankful for the things that you have and uh you know to to celebrate the the birth of Christ and and to uh you know find some support in your area that can help you in uh the decisions that you might be making to uh become a new you in the new year and uh this is a great time of year to to think about the different changes you want to make in your life and I know that God's certainly been working with me in that area Of course, if you want to give us a call and let us know how you're doing in your journey, the best way to do that is to give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline. The phone number is 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number, 859-795-4067. And uh, I guess uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Anything else you want to share about some other things that you're working on, Father Roderick? Not really. Well, I'm working on a lot of things, uh, but I just want to wish all our listeners a very Merry Christmas. And you can find our uh, audio utterances on both on gspn.tv and on sqpn.com. I've just been uploading some Christmas stuff. So uh, just have a wonderful time, a wonderful Christmas. Absolutely. And I'll be praying for you, Father Roderick, that you get better. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, maybe by the next week or two, uh, we'll be back in full force. Absolutely. Watch and I'll out. be praying for you too. Watch out, world. Here we come. <laughs> All right. Until next time, everybody, live a more balanced life. <laughs>